very bombastic over the top so um is it classical or is it more no it's it's kind of like star wars but it's more like in your face like is the, it like Duel of the Fates kind of? Yeah, thing? like at, cool. at some points it's distracting. Yeah. It's like a normal shot and just like over the it's top. Like way, yeah. Like, well, the actors aren't selling this. Let's throw <laughs> the opera score in. I mean, over the top is pretty much how I would define Doctor Who anyway. Sure. It's kind of ham-fisted, but by design. Yeah. It's not like... It's a superhero story. Yeah. But even like, I don't know, I feel like Doctor Who, uh, to a certain extent, like the low budget is sort of part of the aesthetic of Doctor Who. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? I think, I mean, it's a staple of the show. Right, it's that's been what I'm this saying. Long. Like it's, <laughs> I don't think it's by design, but the, it the, is. The better, the better that show looks, the more I'm like, yeah, this isn't really, doc-. you know. It like, adds to the campiness. It's, uh, uh. Uh, Trek, I would say, I I appreciate the original series, partly because it's the oldest and it's what I I know the best. But I do like the campiness of of the original series, and when they sort of digitally cleaned up some of the stuff, it looks really good. They did that a little, yeah. It's it's really minor stuff. It's just very much like touch up, kind of like remastering something. Got it. They did it like just enough, but it is kind of like, I don't know. I do kind of still like you could still have the rough edges on there. And it for me, that just feels a little more. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad they haven't done that to like classic. Who. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not noticeable. It's not like the Star Wars re-edits where he went in and just like... <laughs> Giant CGI monsters. Uh, right, yeah. Put, jammed the screen. the screen full of every bit of CGI garbage he could. Where's Waldo yes. of aliens? Yeah. Look, it's another Jawa. Oh, great. That's what we were missing. What are we talking about again today? Hello and welcome to the Picture Show with Austin and Phil Rude, the Life Day Special. I am Phil Rude and I had to tell you otherwise you wouldn't recognize me because I'm made entirely of Uncanny Valley. (laughs) (laughs) And I, not in CGI, am Austin Rude, the son. You are the son. I am. And the father of a cute... Uh, Baby Yoda plushie. Oh, that's right. Uh, Christmas Christmas has come and gone in our world. Uh, But we're celebrating Life Day today. We are. Yes. As Uh, you should be too. That's right. All the Wookiees out there. Hey. Hello. That's why we say Happy Holidays. It's for the people who don't celebrate Christmas but may celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa. This war or on life day is life too day. far. <laughs> we, red solo cups <laughs> or Starbucks cups, whatever. Oh, red solo cups actually ah. fits very well. Uh, except for the solo movie. Anyway, um, how was your Christmas? It was good. We do celebrate Christmas as well as Life Day yes. here. We're a uh, a uh, multi-religious multi-faith <laughs> family. Uh, 
Christmas was good. Yeah. Yeah. I celebrated it with you. Yes. You were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still celebrating. I played, uh, you gave me a very nice gift this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack on vinyl and score, the yeah. deluxe edition. Uh, really psychedelic print on the record. Really cool. I uh, I didn't expect the psychedelic print. Oh, it's super cool. It's a great picture disc. Uh, but I did. I uh, was working in the office last night and and put it on. It was really, uh, it's such a fun soundtrack to jam out to. Yeah. Um, That's what I was hoping. That's what the gift is there that's for. That's what it's there for, and I'm appreciating it very much. How, um, uh, uh, prior to or leading up to Christmas, did you watch any holiday or read anything? Did you read a Christmas carol or uh, any, I mean... One thing I like to do is uh, watch, like, the Doctor Who specials. Cool. Because they do a lot of Christmas specials. Now they're doing New Year's, but they have, like, that stockpile of... There's, like, ten movie-long episodes that are all Christmas specials. Right. It's a big deal every year, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Some they, of them aren't that good. They but... do New Year's now? They don't do Christmas anymore? Yeah, uh, the new showrunner took over three years ago, and uh, he's been doing New Year specials, which I kind of like better, because it's like, Doctor Who is a show about rebirth and right. rediscovering sure. yourself. So, new like, beginning, kind the of. The holiday makes more sense than, like, just Christmas. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah. Christmas is probably an allegory about something very powerful being born. Uh, uh, this mythical being that can sure. come back from the dead uh, and yeah, I mean, heal people. There's there's something there. But no, I, <laughs> I know that I know that is a, a big thing with the uh, with Doctor Who every year is the Christmas thing. So you watched a bunch of those? Yeah, I watched month? like four of them this month. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. That's all I've got. I, I don't really like most christmas that's, movies hey that's uh four, four christmas movies is uh that's a lot in my book like i don't i don't watch a ton of christmas mm-hmm. stuff i caught uh i caught part of elf on tv it's always uh, a good one christmas vacation just the the comedy of it um but christmas eve your mom and i uh sat on the couch and watched it's a wonderful life that's right. And I don't make a tradition out of that. I don't watch it every year. But I, I've i seen it a bunch of times. And uh, it, it's such a great, great movie. We really... And I had that experience that I've had with you where uh, she had never seen it before. And it at the end of it, she loved it. And it was one of those things I'm so glad... We sat, you know, I'm glad you enjoyed this movie as much as I do. You know right. what I mean? Like, like that. I haven't seen it before, so maybe you'll have that moment with me. Maybe. Uh, next Christmas Maybe next year's uh, Life Day celebration could oh. be a review of It's a Wonderful Life. Are we making this a tradition? Or are we going hey, to pretend think, this never happened yeah, and... We'll, we'll take it out of the archives sometime next year and... Never put it on Rude Plus, uh, our streaming try, service. Try to track down all the copies that were downloaded to people's <laughs> iPhones and uh, and try to make it uh, erased from history. Yeah. But uh, this week, we're not talking about It's a Wonderful Life or any other Christmas movie. We are diving into the world of The Mandalorian. Good segue. You like that? Yeah. Hey. Uh, I <laughs> We still got it. We're on break, <laughs> but right. we still got it. Out of practice? I don't think so. 
Austin, you finished watching The Mandalorian. You watched it in mm-hmm. real time. I did. More or less. I watched it, like, as the episodes as came the episodes out. As the episodes were yeah. coming out. Uh, you could not wait for me to finish watching it because you had so many opinions. Once you watched the final episode, you were like, Dad, I want to spoil this because I have to talk about it. And yes. I didn't let you. Um, and then I shot, I mean... I watched this series in like a week. Yeah, you kind of binged it. Yeah, I did. Um, in your terms, by by my standards, you don't of, sit of down binging. and watch a whole. I don't season have eight of... hours to kill in in one sitting typically, but uh, weak numbers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I watched it. I finished it last night, and I thought we would discuss it here. Um, that sounds like a plan. Mike, we would. We we haven't even really talked about it much. No, we haven't. I wanted to save it for here so we can, you know, exercise our God-given right to shout our opinions into the void. This uh, is Star Wars, after all. It's Star practically Wars, a tradition. The internet, we have to do it, and and what better place than than on our podcast? That's what we. If you can't shout your own opinions on your own podcast what good is it to have a what podcast? is it there for <laughs> so you had some thoughts about the mandalorian that you wanted to get off your chest and i want to hear them what what was what? it you couldn't wait to talk to me about my my main thing is i wanted to hear your reaction uh this is going to be spoiler filled by the way we guys. are spoiling the crap out of this and yeah. i i will put that in the show notes right up front and that... it's a secret that they kept pretty well so like yeah yeah uh i finished it what's it been a week since the finale came out two weeks i think it, it is yeah it is i kind of knew what was coming just from seeing some images and just the the context clues the build up of it all of what people were talking about on twitter and on tiktok and instagram and and i'm just like okay like the the very end was not a surprise to me oh okay uh it was you know i i wanted to see how they got there still it didn't kill the show for me that i knew what was coming but Mm -hmm. well some of the execution was not my favorite the the reason I wanted you to watch it was because I I wanted your reaction specifically because I thought it was gonna be negative. Maybe hoped it was gonna be negative. I oh I've I didn't got, love it. I've got some negative to to throw at the finale of this. Okay, uh, but I want I want to hear. Do you do you have specific thoughts that you want to get off off your chest? Yes. Or do you just want to hear me rail about it? Are you pulling I'll... a zinger where where <laughs> you only poke the bear because you want to watch me uh, go on a, a giant rant about something? This is what people pay to <laughs> this see. This is what people come to me for. <laughs> hey, that guy's grumpy. Let's go poke him <laughs> until he says something. <laughs> no, okay. My thoughts on this season of The Mandalorian is that we are going backwards. Like, the reason I loved... Season one of The Mandalorian is because it was expanding the Star Wars universe. It was this new character. Right. Multiple new characters. There was almost no one from anything. Extra world building of a a corner that we had heard of but hadn't seen. Mm -hmm. This new premise. Right. We've kind of got like, oh, here's what happened after the fall of the Empire. Right. Yeah, it was really interesting. 
And now we're U-turning and we're going straight back into the original movies. Couldn't have agree more. Yeah. Uh, uh, the spinoffs, everything. But what I will say is there is hope. Because the end of this uh, with the Darksaber, I think that is what brings me hope for future seasons of this show. Okay. Uh, I agree with part of what you said. A big part right. of what you said. Uh, I feel like this show is less being about interesting characters and their adventures together. It's less of the lone wolf and cub kind of thing that we saw in season one. Where it was, you know, this hardened warrior learning to care for a child. Right. Um, and now it is a launching pad for all of the new Star Wars TV series. It is, uh, I'm going to say it, it's fan service to the original trilogy. Yeah. I'm going to jump right to it. Luke at the end didn't like it. I, Neither did I. I didn't like it. I didn't like, uh, and, and uh, this is not about the CGI face. This is about, I just didn't like them dipping back into the well of Luke of there there was there's an interesting way to do it I don't think they they needed to go there um but a lot of this I I, I think they ended up there in a natural enough way because they went on another it it tied into the storyline of this that I honestly cared about the least. I don't care about the dark saber. I don't care about Moff Gideon. I don't care about the, the, uh, girl boss Mandalorian squad. Um, I, I didn't care about any of this timeline that carried or the storyline that carried from season one. Everybody kind of liked to see Gus Fring, Giancarlo Esposito show up. As Moff Gideon, because that guy's a straight badass. He and, is, and and uh, he's just cool to see show up and play a villain. But once he was taken care of in season one, I just I was done with it. I'm like, move on. Let's watch him search for the Jedi and have adventures along the way. And I don't know. I feel like after he found the Jedi this season, the wheels kind of came off there. It was fine. There were some interesting episodes that were fun, but the big overarching storyline, it just didn't matter to me at all about them wanting the child. It should have been about him getting the the whole premise that they left us with was he has to get the the child to a Jedi and he finds a Jedi and she blows him off. I'm like, well, what was this for? (laughs) Just to bring us back to where we were. Like you said, it regressed. It went back to season one problems. Right. And... And I just, yeah, that's the that's the area of the show that I I just don't care about. I I thought I found it the least interesting. I thought him searching searching for the Jedi was the best part of the season. I'd agree with that. Um, I do think, however, that Ahsoka's reasoning for like blowing him off was very valid. Like I thought that was like. Really, she was just there to introduce her to be a spinoff. It, but, right. But it was a cool episode, and uh, it was kind of like... I don't know. I don't know if it actually fits into Mando's story, if it's just more about Ahsoka. 
I haven't thought about that. Like, it really is just her being like, no, I'm not really a Jedi anymore. They tied it into Mando's story. But I just didn't like the resolution of it. Okay. Like, where, where she said she wouldn't. She should have taken... that. This Her episode should have been what ended the season. You think? I, partly because it was, far and away, my favorite episode. I mean... By a by a huge margin. Like, that episode was unbelievably good. It was great. They it, put a lot into it. Everything about it, from from the... the Ahsoka's not like... I like her. I don't have the reverence for her that Clone Wars fans and stuff like... like yeah, you you're not a huge of, fan. I'm... I'm a, I'm a fan. I I don't dislike the character, but I don't like. There's certain characters that resonate really big with certain. I think it's age groups almost. Uh, you kind of have to grow up with. Kind of. I think she's a great character, and I I liked seeing her show up. I knew she was going to show up. Um, again, another thing that was spoiled when you when you when you wait on these things and you're on the internet like. It's just and your close. son rants to you about it, but, but I think I think her episode was great. I think mm-hmm. it was shot insanely well. I think it drew on, and this is uh, so much of what I liked in season one too. This show goes back to the Star Wars roots of westerns and samurai movies, like right the things that Star Wars originally drew from. This show keeps calling back to, and when it does it. That's when this show is at its best. The and the lady in that episode and the fight in the garden. The fight in the garden is straight out of Kill Bill, which is straight out of old school samurai movies. The the standoff, Michael Bean and the Mando having the mm-hmm. the the showdown is a straight up Western trope. <laughs> it's tropey as shit, but I don't care. I it was shot and executed so well in that episode. I love it. I love that episode. And also just the design specifically. Like, they had all of these cool, uh, like, the prisoners standing on the uh, weird Those, spears yeah. with the lasers. The weird uh, electric yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. Um, Crucifix type thing. Yeah. Uh, and then the garden had, like, these snaking, like, wires and... Yeah. electronics that have no reason to be there, but it's like, it's just this the, is futuristic There's a great Japan. aesthetic, yeah. yeah. And the the haze. There was like a fog and a haze in the right. woods, and that came into the, the city. As they invaded. Yes, it yeah. was all just so good and so well done, and that really, to me, was the high watermark. And it happens halfway through the season. So everything after that just didn't measure up for me. Um, there were still some good episodes. The one with Bill Burr when they mm-hmm. went to the refinery. I thought that was a great episode. What What did you think mm-hmm. about losing Grogu? What do you what, mean about like that plot? Him being like taken? Yeah, I, I'm, that's what tied it back into the original. You know, into the dark saber, into the Moff Gideon mm-hmm. uh, thing, it, and it just. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, go get the kid back, whatever. Like, I just... I, I was emotionally invested. That was what brought the sure, no, season I, back I, up. I understood his motivation for it. But the whole thing of like, oh, whoever has the dark saber uh, rules Mandalore. They're trying to bring this Game of Thrones level of, of warring clans for the control of this kingdom 
into this and I'm just like, I don't care about any of this. Well, that's been in Star Wars for a while now. Because, um, what's her name? Bo-Katan? Uh, she had the Darksaber in the Clone Wars. There's this whole thing. It's, yeah, I don't... Obi-Wan's girlfriend and... I'm not... I, yeah. don't, I don't know the Clone Wars. I, okay. I, uh, I've only seen part of it and all the lore that is baked into that mm-hmm. that they're carrying through. It... It doesn't mean it. It doesn't... I'm not lost. Like, I get it. They're explaining it all as it goes. But I just... Yeah, none of that really is what intrigues me. I think this is... As opposed to big season-long arcs, I, I like the Mandalorian episodes that are contained. Like, almost adventure of the week. Kind of. Right. I like this show because it is about a wandering samurai having a new adventure every week. It's like the old show Kung Fu or anything like that that was, that's what it was. It was about uh, uh, a new thing every week. And it wasn't this overarching serialized kind of that that was the first episode for me. The first episode of this season. Of this season. Yeah. Uh, oh, where the, he's trying the, to get yeah. Boba Fett's armor back. Tim- Timothy Oliphant as the, the yeah. marshal. I, I thought that was a good episode. It was I think fun. It's a, it's a it's a fine episode. It, it was a good mm-hmm. starter. It wasn't like the best it got. but No, but um, it wasn't tied down to like any of the plot stuff that right. a lot of... Like the, like the frog episode was good, but uh, the frog lady uh, mm-hmm. with the spiders. But... I don't know. It just seemed weird. Like, there wasn't, like, one story to it. Right. It was, like, five different things happening. Just, like, we need him to get from here to here. So let's make that an episode. It was. Uh, and uh, I, t- I talked to you about it, uh, the resolution of that episode, where they're being attacked by the spiders. And, you know, the ex machina ending where the X-Wing pilots just come down and pick them all off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, go ahead. And it's like, really? <laughs> like, that's it? But up until that point, it was a fun adventure story. And them going to blow up the base, uh, uh, Carl Weathers and um, yeah. uh, Cara Dune, when they, when they went to blow up the base. I thought that was a fun episode, a fun, self-contained adventure. It did tie into a bigger story, but... Over- I kind of didn't like that one. I, I liked... Um, I thought it had a good chase at the end. I thought it had some, just a fun adventure kind of surface level thing. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah. I mean, I, everybody's going to pick out their favorite episode of, of this series though. You yeah. know what I mean? Because they're all different stories. Right. It's an episodic. Some people are complaining about that. And I think it's the most ridiculous thing. Like, do you know what you're watching? Do you understand? Or are you right. just a Star Wars fan? looking for more little bits of lore right it's they like the tie-in stuff they like Mm -hmm. these jumping off points where it's going to be a connected universe and now we're going to get the ahsoka show and you know the boba fett show and the x-wing pilot show and you know like all of this stuff that i i'm not watching the mandalorian to see how it ties into everything else Mm -hmm. i'm watching the mandalorian because i like to watch this character and his, uh, what's the, I just, the, the, there's a meme I saw and I wish I could remember. It was, I think it was a tweet.
tweet. I wish I could remember who to credit it to. I'm going to paraphrase it. It was like, The Mandalorian is essentially a show about a single dad looking for a good preschool for his son. Yes, and I've it's like, seen that. That is, that is why we watch this show, for these characters traveling around. He's looking for to keep his son mm-hmm. safe and raise him in the right, right. environment. And it's like, everything else, I don't care how this ties into Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, the the lone exception to that was, and I didn't think I would, uh, seeing Boba Fett come back. I thought Boba Fett was a fun, um, a fun addition to uh, mm-hmm. Team Mando, that, you know, basically. That's where I'm at. Um, I'm actually really excited for his show. Apparently, it's just going to be one season. They're not milk in this it's just one we'll see until the ratings come in and they see it through the roof yeah fair but like i wasn't excited because i was like oh my god this character who's barely in the original trilogy uh is just gonna show up and be a badass and everyone's gonna love him which he was but then they like added like more character and backstory and like not in a like lore way but in like here's this new goal that he has and he's trying to make his way and right it fit for me it does it's it's fine i'm not terribly stoked about a new series but whoever is controlling star wars whether it was george lucas or whether it's disney they are bound and determined to take all the mystique out of that character what made Boba Fett cool, why everybody liked this character that was barely in the original movies, is because nobody knew anything about him and he had badass-looking weapons. Right. That's it. Everyone's just like, who is this character? He's so cool. He looks awesome. He's a badass. We don't know anything about him, and that adds to it. And then they're like, oh, he's a clone. Okay, now we know where he comes from. And now we're getting all of this extra stuff. And it's just sort of like... We know the entire lore of his planet now. It it is. It it takes the mystique out of what made him so cool in the first place. So, while I'm sitting here saying... There was talk about a Boba Fett movie for a long time. When they were talking about doing the solo movies. Before they did The Mandalorian. Um, And I was taking the position of like... You don't want to see where this character comes from. He's cooler when you don't know him and then you know they sort of make mandalorian uh the world part of the lore and sort of explain that and they put him in attack of the clones and it you know they're just bound and determined they are going to show you stuff about this character they're going to take all the mystique out of it yes and i know it's been done in extended expanded universe stuff for years you know it's it's not like this is new Mm -hmm. but um uh, I did. I I did think it was interesting where they left him, like going and taking over Jabba's palace. Right. Like, yeah. oh, is he going to be a crime boss now? <laughs> like that is. I'm I'm going to admit as much as I hate that they're concentrating on who should be the coolest background character. I am intrigued to see what they do with it because when he walked in to Jabba's palace. It's like, oh, this is a this is right. an interesting take on I'm, this. I'm at the point where I trust these cur- uh, creators enough 
to see where they're taking this. And if I don't like it, then I'll just stop. Um, but where I'm at with Mandalorian is it was a test. Disney was trying to see, are people going to watch these Star Wars shows? And it passed the test. And so now it is the backdoor pilot right. to all of these future shows, which is fine, I guess. I'm not going to watch half of them. That's exactly where but I'm at, yeah. I'm, it makes me worry for the future of the show. Uh, what really made me worry is the fact that he let Baby Yoda go at the end. I thought he was going to get to the Jedi, uh, whoever it was, I didn't care, um, and then decide to keep him. Uh, but he gave him up, and so I'm like, is he gonna be in the rest of the show? Well, because this... if not, then it's a totally new show. Right. It's a totally different show. This is what uh, my takeaway was when we got done watching it. Is uh, Christy said, "Well, is the show over?" And I said, "It should be, but I don't think it's going to be. There is a season three coming, right? There is." That's my problem with it. This should have been where the show ended, is with him getting him back to the Jedi. Okay. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's been the objective for two seasons. So mm-hmm. it's been about this father-son relationship, and you're right. Now it's going to be an entirely different show. And it's like, oh, well then you should just start a new show. This shouldn't be a season three. This should be where this show just ends. The whole arc has been realized now. I know. I'm I'm fearing that it's going to be like, oh, this is just the first arc of like three arcs right. or something. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just think I, I just think the story has been told and it would have been like if they had made an Avatar the Last Airbender season 4. Where, Which a bunch of people want for no right. reason. Aang has defeated the Fire Lord and brought balance to the world. And now we're just going to follow him around doing something completely unrelated to what the rest of the show has been about. You know what right. I mean? Like, I just feel like this this has been realized and I would like... You're going to have a billion shows to take its place anyway, including a Boba Fett show. Like, just... You could have had him go and be like... Boba Fett's side Boba character? Boba Fett's, like, uh, uh, heavy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. Like, as, as they go take over Tatooine. And, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. if It's going to follow Katie Sackhoff and him fighting over the throne of Mandalore now. I just... I think they planted the seeds for that really well, though. Yeah. I, it's fine, over but it's a completely this... different show. I know, you know, I know. But they've been, like... Like, they've explained the history of Mandalore over this season, uh, and they they introduced these characters who I kind of just thought were, like, on the road to uh, Ahsoka's new show. And now it's like, they're actually going to be in the next season. I don't know. I, I like it. What uh, of the spinoffs are you interested in? And I don't even know. I don't even know what all the new. Sh- I didn't pay attention to the Disney. Oh, there's so many. I know. Uh, that's why yeah. I'm like, I'm. I'm not even going to research these. There's um, okay. You're gonna hate me for this one, but Kenobi, because uh, I didn't think I would, but it seems interesting. I honestly, I hope it is just um, 
Ewan McGregor in his robes just sitting in a cave for 20 years doing nothing. It's a live stream of that. absolutely nothing. <laughs> just, just every once in a while he looks out his front door and sees Luke out in the, the moisture fields and he's like... He's waving. Yeah. <laughs> and he just goes back inside. <laughs> Or maybe it's a soap opera on Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, he's their wacky neighbor, like Ned <laughs> Flanders. Ah, ho, Skywalkers! Okay, but there's Kenobi. There is a show set in the High Republic uh, that's going to be like a detective show. That looks interesting. Um, so I'm going to give that a chance. Uh I will probably watch Ahsoka, but I have to watch the Clone Wars show first. And Boba Fett. Alright. I think that's it. Oh, there's also um an anime. They're doing <laughs> they're doing a Star Wars anime, but it's like each episode is a standalone story. Like not even the same characters. It's like an anthology. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and different studios are d- doing each episode. Uh but I'm interested to see what that Didn't is they like. Do a Star Wars anime? I don't think so. Oh no, it's at YouTube. There's like a YouTube video of uh, of the attack on the Death Star. Like a fan made? Yeah, it's uh, okay. It's super cool. It really is. <laughs> um, uh, and then there's like a a Japanese manga studio. It's it's on Webtoon, or it used to be. Did like the entire original trilogy in comic form. Oh, that's cool. It's real. It's really cool. Uh, uh, I mean, I think anime and Star Wars go together, <laughs> and there's a big overlap in like fans. So yeah, I don't know. Nerds, <laughs> virgins. <laughs> wow. Sorry, guys. Um, um, we haven't talked about the Dark Troopers. They yeah. were awesome, yeah, huh? They're all right. They're fine. Their punch move. <laughs> they're fine until like here, here. All right, here's the the weird logic where the dark troopers everything falls apart because uh, the Mandalorian gets his ass just handed to him by that one. Yeah, like out in the hallway. I mean, it just beats the snot out of him, <laughs> and he barely beats it. Luke Skywalker shows up, a barely trained Jedi at this point, and mows down all of them. No, I love that. Okay, hold on. It makes perfect sense. Okay. It doesn't make perfect sense. Okay. Because we're also supposed to believe that there was a war between Mandalorians and Jedi, that they are old rivals. If one Jedi can cut down a whole room full of, a whole ship full of these dark troopers... Where one of them almost killed uh, the Mandalorian. Then a squadron of Jedis fighting a squadron of Mandalorians. It, it, they would just... It wouldn't even be a contest. There would be no more Mandalorians left if that was the case. That's not the same. First of all... First of all, Din Djarin is... He never fought in the war. Uh... He's just no, like I know, part but, of this side But cult. I'm saying like, you know, and also hundreds dark- of years ago, the Jedis would have completely made the Mandalorians extinct. But the Mandalorians have that armor that's uh, lightsaber resistant. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Don't know. 
you can't bring up this logical like fault and then ignore the so reason that means for that it. They can't ever be killed by a Jedi because they have armor on. No, but it gives them a way better chance. Like, if Luke didn't have a lightsaber, he would be screwed too. But he has something that can cut through almost anything. And so, of course, the logical people who would be able to hold their own against an army of Jedi would be the people who are the not anything. They have the shields that protect them. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, I just think it, 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 it falls apart somewhere. But... No, um... He just doesn't want to say I'm right. It's okay. No, I don't want to say that, uh... You know, it's life day. I'll give it to you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I don't... No, um... I'm just gonna keep coming back around to this because I just don't like that Luke Skywalker was in this. I... You know what I wanted? I wanted a brand new character who wasn't a Jedi, just Force-sensitive... Totally new, like, that would have been awesome, and they didn't give it to us. I I just, yeah, I don't know. Um, or, instead of giving Ahsoka her own show, she could have joined, it could have been a trio, her, Din, and Grogu, just traveling off on adventures. It could have been. I mean, it could have been a lot of All things, the things that it wasn't, yeah, you know. I know. Um Let's write our own Mandalorian. Even even her explanation for not wanting to take him. It could have been... Um, and I'm just doing this game where we write a better show. Like, it, Star it, Wars fans have been doing that for I know, ages. But, I mean, legitimately, this is a built-in reason where, like, Luke is trying to rebuild the Jedi at this point mm-hmm. in, in Star Wars lore. Luke Skywalker, who was Ahsoka's uh, mentor, was Anakin Skywalker. It would make sense that she doesn't trust taking the child to another Skywalker to be... You know what I mean? Like, yeah. This She's idea, seen what this family and right, their drama is like, capable oh, of. I don't want to be involved in that anymore. And therefore... But she just kind of shrugged it off. I, I felt like her reasoning was just sort of like... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not really into that idea. It, it no, was, it she, was. Go ahead, because oh, you know the character better than I do. I just felt like she—that is her reasoning in a sense. She doesn't really know Luke, but she says no. But just I mean, um, if you had problems with this family before, you would right. be hesitant. She she says something like, "I've seen what this connection, uh, this like emotional connection that Grogu and Din have, um, can do to a Jedi before." And she's talking about Anakin. Right. Because Anakin had that connection to Padme. He didn't want to let go of her, and that turned him to the dark side. So she's basically saying, like, I've seen this before in my master. I'm not going to train him only to have him turn because of his connection to you into uh, Sith Lord Grogu. Right. So. All right. That's fair, I guess. (laughs) another point for me is anyone keeping track it's life day i'll give it to you anyway (laughs) (laughs) um favorite episodes for you uh i really liked the ending like that their siege of the ship was 
really good in my opinion. It had me going. Okay. Uh, and also the Ahsoka episode. There's a little pandering. There's well, a little girl power pandering in the way that uh, I didn't even notice it. In, it it it, felt, it wasn't it was the, not as blatant as the Avengers thing. Yeah, yeah, I was it, gonna it, say. Like, um, but it was it was totally there. It was like girl squad. I'm not opposed to like female heroes, but, mm-hmm. but it just when they when they do it so blatantly, like there's not a single man in this squad, and they are kicking ass because it's it's girl boss stuff, you know, and it's yeah. just sort of like. Okay, we we get it. Like it's it's fine. Um, I'm with her, right? Right. <laughs> it's like all the Mandalorians he runs into are all women, and it's just like Bo Katan has a Hillary sticker <laughs> on her helmet. She's wearing a pantsuit, yeah. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. And then there was like the whole boob armor thing that everybody was like, so it that was, was so dumb. nothing. <laughs> like one person complained I know, about that. It was that. so dumb that it was like, really, the internet picked this up. Like, it's yeah. so, so lame. But, uh, yeah, no, the the last episode was fine. It just, again, like, it wasn't where I wanted the show to go. I like the standalone right. episodes better. I thought their siege of, like, the refinery was better. Mm-hmm. And, and things I, like that. And also that has the emotional connection of uh, Din removing his helmet um, yep. to save Grogu, which... I didn't like that they did it in the last episode. Like, that didn't feel necessary for him to show his face. Um, well, the child wanted to see his face. Right. I don't know. It made sense. Okay, but, but it just felt like, it made, now I've removed it, so I'm okay now. Well, like, it, it did, like, that's... It took the... There was no punch in it, because he had done it already. Yeah. But I think that first time that he takes his helmet off in in that episode with Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. See, I thought that that episode was good, not just for the action and not just for for that whole story, but because like that character like calls him out. He's like, do you really believe this stuff? Do you really believe your helmet is like a big deal? Yeah, there's an emotional it, weight you know, to it. Right. He's like, that's your rule until you need to break it. And you will, you know, he's basically kind of arguing that like you need to make exceptions to your rules sometimes and that's okay like you yeah. just have to be able to sleep at night and and it kind of sets the precedent of him saying oh it is okay for me to take my helmet off yeah in in this situation and then of course of course if I took it off to save my own life why wouldn't I take it off for my kid you know, mm-hmm. like there's a there's a precedent set there, but I know the emotional weight of him taking it off in the last episode. It's like, yeah, he's already done this. Like, it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I get it. Okay. But uh, yeah, you like the you like the overarching story more, right? I'm yeah, I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, no, I like okay. I like Monster of the Week episodes of. Everything. I like both. You know, but yeah, it's fine. I, it gets to a point where it's like you can have an overarching story. It just can't absorb the monster of the week stories, and that's kind of what it does in some of these episodes. Yeah, yeah. I think I think some of the the last couple episodes they just they didn't mm-hmm. stand on their own as much. They were. I don't think they were filler, but it was mm-hmm. kind of uh, middle of the road for me. I think the Mandalorian writers need to uh, watch a few seasons of 
Doctor Who, uh, get back to me. Maybe the X-Files. Uh, yeah. Uh, some of those early X-Files seasons. See how they incorporate those bigger arcs. You've got it. <laughs> right idea, wrong execution. The British had it first. Well. That's my take. You have spoken. <laughs> okay. This is the way. <laughs> this is the way. All right, cool. So, uh, overall, um... I am coming down hard on the finale. Yeah. And a lot of the second half of the season, but overall I did en- I did enjoy the Mandalorian. I did too. I think really for me this third season is going to make or break it for me. Like that is the determining factor and if I watch season 4. I can tell you that I I honestly don't have a ton of interest in season 3. I'm pretty skeptical about what they're going to do with it. Okay. I feel a lot... Do you want me to give you a review before you watch it? Okay. Look, I'm probably going to watch the first episode and just see, well, are they going to get their hook in me? You know what I mean? Right. But I'm pretty skeptical about it. I kind of am of the mind that what Disney is doing with this is being more interested in quantity than quality of content they're trying to fill up their streaming service yes. i think i think they are just going they go oh nobody likes our movies fine we'll just make a billion tv shows mm-hmm. and that's just i i don't think they care about making them great they have the mandalorian they have like favreau and filoni working on the mandalorian Mandalorian, uh-huh. and that's the one they're going to try and keep the most quality in. And yeah, a because couple of the- even even Boba Fett, um, that's coming out before season three, uh, so it's going to be December of next year. And then uh, they said it's going to lead straight into the next season of oh, the really? Mandalorian. So it's like they're going to keep that weekly schedule, right? And just like I think their end game is to have. An episode, whether it's Star Wars right. or Marvel or one of the Disney princess shows, uh, releasing it's, every week it's, forever. Right. It is just going to, it's a, uh, there's a reason Disney has acquired, and maybe I'll record an episode of me just ranting about Disney being an IP collector. Like, Oh, we can do that. I, I, for sure. I just, I, I have a lot of problems with one company owning this much intellectual property because, you know, outside of the monopoly aspect of it, there's just, they stop, you stop caring about quality mm-hmm. when you're the only game in town and people are going to come to you. They don't care about whether or not the show. Well, that's a product of the monopoly. Right. Is I mean we've seen it. Uh, if you look at like the history in the last twenty years of terrestrial radio, mm-hmm. you know two companies own like almost all the radio stations in this country, and that's why they all radio stations sound the same. Like they're yeah you, nobody's exceptional, nobody's doing anything. Uh, you know it's just like okay we're this genre. Here's your nine songs you can play, and that's what Disney is going to do with Marvel with. Star Wars with they're just knocking all the actual everything that made this thing special is just going to have the stuffing knocked out of it uh, over over the next few years. I I do think there's something to say, though, about like 
I think Disney has learned to give uh, creators more freedom. Um, like, they're giving Taika Waititi a Star Wars movie that he can basically do whatever he wants with. Uh, because they're like, well, we need a new movie. He's cool. People seem to like him. Why not? And I don't think they're going to, like, restrict him that much because then they're going to get a subpar movie that people hate. I think they're playing with it, but I don't think they're there yet because they gave Ryan Johnson complete control. And then they... That's on Star Wars fans, to be honest. The reaction. Yeah, that... but the, comp- the company, if they're going to... You know, if you want to give control of somebody, you have to let people bitch and not pay attention to it. You know, you have to... You think their investors aren't going to But that's listen the thing. to it? That's the thing. At the end of the day, they may give you control, but at the end of the day, if... if uh, if the shareholders aren't happy, it doesn't matter. They go back to formula. They go, okay, JJ, take it back. Take it back and fix it. You know, and, and then you end up with uh, Rise of Skywalker, okay. which is That's fair. a patchwork quilt of quality. The scene is good. Overarching story. Absolute garbage. Right. What are we doing? Yeah, We'll oh, just create a... A spectacle. We spent half the movie walking back what The Last Jedi did and dismissing every good idea that it had. And then... Kick Rose out. All right. I mean, I think think they want to give control to people, but I think it's going to be one of those things where if you look at like Marvel Comics, you can bring in the, the greatest creative voices you have. That's fine. You're going to have to fit into this box because they're going to have an editorial staff that is like... Well, you can't use this character because he's over here doing this in this show. And yeah. you can't use, you know, and and at the end of the day, you have to land here so that we don't disrupt the status quo of this giant universe we're building. It becomes restrictive the bigger the universe gets. Uh, Edgar Wright and Ant-Man. Edgar yeah. Wright would have made, I think, a really inventive, fun movie the way Taika did with the, the third Thor movie. Well, that's what I'm saying is I think Disney learned, or Marvel, whoever. It's all Disney. Th- right, yeah. they're the same thing. I think they learned from that, um, and that's why they gave him Thor. Although they also gave him a dying franchise. They gave but him they, the franchise that nobody sh- cared about, right. But he revived it. He did. And they gave him more, and I think he that did, showed at the, them at a the lesson. At the same time, they were wrestling control. I think it was about the same time that movie was being made. They were taking Ant-Man away from Edgar Wright because he wanted to do things that they were like, oh, this doesn't gel with the rest of our plan. And it's like, mm-hmm. this is why you bring in Edgar Wright, because he's going to make his movie on his terms and it's going to be fun and, right. and clever. And instead, you got the Ant-Man movie that was fine. It's kind of an Edgar Wright it, knockoff. It, it was fine. It wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't terrible. It was just such a middle of the road thing and i think a lot of i think there's going to be some exceptional star wars shows um but i think more than that is going to be a lot of middle of the road not terrible just middle of the road yeah safe bets you know that's the um raiders or whatever the uh the x-wing pilots oh yeah their show Right. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what all Who of that... Who thought that was a good... A- They're making a droid show. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. A droid show. 
There was a droids cartoon when I was a kid. Really? It was C-3PO and R2-D2 having adventures with people who were not Luke and... That kind of sounds fun. So it was a fun show. Yeah. There was an Ewoks cartoon. There was... This was in a... a, Between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace, there was this big drought of Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You know? You got those Ewoks made for TV movies, like uh, Battle for Endor. I wish those were on Disney+. Plus. I can't figure out why they're not. Like, I think there's a ton of people who would... I think people would like them. There's worse straight-up Disney movies, like the Black Hole that they put on there. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, come on, man. Give give us the the Battle for Endor with Wilford Brimley. It's George Lucas's, uh, like, regrettable phase. Like, he just doesn't want to remember it. Look, he already took the holiday special away. And we're bringing it back. We are bringing it back. And uh, you got got anything else you want to hit while we're celebrating Life Day here? I I think that's it. (laughs) I think so. You've gotten our jumbled thoughts on The Mandalorian. They are super jumbled. I feel like this is a really unorganized episode, but I feel like the second half of this season was very unorganized as well, so it fits. (laughs) <laughs> we're on theme it was all planned um i tv shows are harder to review it's less straightforward than like a two-hour movie where you right. can concise yeah um yeah. it's you almost have to go episode by episode like once a week you know uh-huh. maybe uh maybe that's something to keep in mind for when the boba fett uh do episode by episode maybe maybe we do a special where we do you know a 10 to 20 minute review every week or just compile 10 minute reviews of each episode and put, put throw them out yeah. together yeah. this is our planning stage guys welcome uh, uh, you can listen to us uh at show meeting show meeting oh. uh, on on mic we should cut this out patreon reward come on yeah. <laughs> get those you big can, bucks you can hear the interesting <laughs> well, what if we did this oh, oh my it's riveting <laughs> it's too hot for podcasting uh, podcasting after hours all right we're gonna close this out and i just want to say thank you for joining us for the celebration of the greatest holiday in the galaxy uh life day always we will be kicking off season two in january so right now is a good time to go back in our archives check out any episodes or movies that we reviewed and talked about had episodes about if you missed them if you have yet to catch up with the movie now is a great time to do that yeah that's uh what they're there for that's what entertainment they're they're around forever you'll be able to enjoy (laughs) this life day special in the middle of june if you want a life day in june christmas in july that's right (laughs) life day in july (laughs) austin you got any social media links you want to throw out uh yeah if you look up Austin N. Rude or Austin.N.Rude on Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter. You will find me. You're at Misunderstood Star on something, too, right? Uh, okay, yeah, that's my... That's your Instagram handle. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because a black hole is a misunderstood star. That's right. Um, it's cool. clever. I. <laughs> Please tell me I'm clever. You are the most clever. What are your uh, social medias? I'm at Phil Root on Twitter, at Phil Root 75 on Instagram, and at 
they come to snuff the rudester on TikTok. <laughs> He's changed it. <laughs> I think I'm changing my handle every month and just challenging people to see if they can find me on TikTok. <laughs> I I don't post much there. I I look at more than more than anything. Yeah. So TikTok's just kind of a throw. Send him a me. bunch of Star Wars stuff. It's uh, fun. We do watch Star Wars stuff on there. Yeah. They make some good memes on TikTok. Some good memes. <laughs> well, maybe we'll post post them on uh, social media. Uh, Austin, you want to read the credits for us? Yep. This Life Day, we did everything ourselves. There you have it. Thank you for joining us for the Life Day special, and we'll see you next month when we're back with the Picture Show Season 2. Be here on time, guys. See ya. Thank you.